Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled Podcast. How's it going, guys? This time of year is always challenging for me. Because I don't want to, like, be a Grinch. Yeah. But I am naturally a Grinch. Yeah. I never have anything done on time. I hate the stress of it all building up to it. And um, I don't like the new year coming because it reminds me of all the things I didn't get done leading up to it. Yeah, I can see that. My I am not a Grinch because no, you're not. I'm just in general, <laughs> but I'm married to one. So I, I understand. I, I'm, I'm good at encouraging people's holiday spirits. Oh, I feel good. like that's Kevin. So like yeah. you do Kevin's role. Kevin's <laughs> just like, he decorates the day after Thanksgiving. He gets oh, the tree up with the kids husband. Yeah, and he suffers my glowering of like, Ugh, <laughs> Christmas is coming. Okay. Raise your hand. Not that you can see it, but raise your hand. If you are still work it okay, if it's the three days before twenty first. It's the twenty first. You really only have four days left to do something, get all your stuff done. You really only have three days left. Yeah. I'm talking about right up to the day of I have like I finished <laughs> a scarf for my sister in law once for um Christmas, like the morning of Christmas before her family came over. Um and it was Remember the ruffle scarf from Misty Alpaca? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Now cast on 15 or something with this cool slip stitch pattern. And I whipped one of those out in time to give it to her for Christmas that afternoon. So many people were impressed with that. That was just such a fun, easy yeah. pattern. Great stitch pattern. Um, well, so happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Merry I feel like Christmas. I haven't seen you guys, like Anne and Karen, you guys, mm-hmm. um, like in forever. It's you've been like, you've been like like every time I I see your Instagram, Universal Studios, yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that's cool. Last do that. December, James and I went on like an overnight trip because he's a Grinch. Um, <laughs> so I try to like make things that he'll be excited to do during the holidays. So we went out of town last year, just like as an overnight trip, just like a you and me thing. Uh, we didn't have time to do that this year, so we went to Universal Studios yesterday. And Karen so graciously covered me so that I could take a day off and do that. So well, that's where I was yesterday. You traded, so that was okay. Yeah. Um, that's, Kevin has a similar approach. He he applies that idea to New Year's to soften this grumpiness mm-hmm. that I have about the New Year. We'll take an overnight trip for like whatever days we can get leading up to, um, to New Year's Eve. This year we're going to solving. Fun. Which... <laughs> No, no. I have, a, I have a rain cloud I can bring to it. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> well, because I don't have Monday off, but we are trying to keep it a half day. Yeah. So I'm going to drive back to Ventura, <clears throat> and then I'll go back to something. Oh. For New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. All that driving. But I don't want to ask for the day off. So no. I don't want to waste a, a day off. So not gonna do it. I think between my husband and I, he he's the one who has all the Christmas spirit, and I'm the Scrooge of the of the bunch. Mm. Mostly because, to me, it's just there's all that work and prep up up into the day of, and then for me, it always means making lots of food mm-hmm. and 
it, everything is all about the planning, planning, planning. And so that, and then it's not like we can sleep in. It's like 5 a.m., sometimes 4.30 a.m. And I'm trying to tell them, sun for the longest time when the kids were little, I could say, if the sun's not up, it's not time yet. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. We always had, that you can only hold them off for so long. Yeah. And We always had to wait for my dad to get up. And he would, like, lengthen that amount of time as long as possible. And we'd wait in front of their bedroom door. And it was like, well, Dad has to take a shower before we can go downstairs. And so, yeah, we probably yeah. didn't go. It was probably still far too early. But that was a rule. It was like we weren't allowed to go downstairs until Dad was ready. Of course, I wonder if... And Dad took his sweet time. <laughs> if we let them wrap, unwrap one thing the night before, would that tide them over? Probably not. No. no. Um, <laughs> we... See, I'd have a hard time with that because... It just wasn't how I was raised. This is just one. It just, it doesn't feel right. But so we, to make our own tradition, I might have talked about this before, but on Christmas Eve, my immediate family, my three children, my husband and I do a handmade gift exchange. Oh, that's fun. So that's our, our Christmas Eve. Oh, I remember, I remember last year when you had the kids, when we were still at Anacapa and you had the kids coming to, two years ago. Was it two years ago? When Dante and I came and sewed all day, that was so yeah, fun. It was fun. He made little shark pillows for everyone. So it cute. was just, it was just adorable watching him. We do um, like a white elephant gift exchange oh, that's on fun. Christmas Eve. Do you so, guys get vicious about it? Um, my grandma made my little cousin cry once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. He was he was little. He was like seven or eight, and he really loved. Uh, like Charlie Brown and Peanuts, especially like Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was either a puzzle or like Charlie Brown Monopoly or something like that, or like an Uno game or something like that. And he had it and she stole it from him and he cried. <laughs> <laughs> she gave it back to him because she's a nice grandma. But, I love it. Yeah, so it could, it can get a little vicious. competitive. It could get a little bit. <laughs> No taking it easy on them just because they're kids. No, Apparently no, not. No, no. Teach them a life lesson right there. <laughs> okay, so we're all working on getting ready for the impending yeah. Christmas holiday in some and fashion. Yeah. And and we have new classes starting in January, so we're getting ready for that. But what are you working on right now, Karen? A class sample that I, th- I, I was so close to finishing a couple, two class sessions ago, but then it got hot and who wants to do this heavy wool poncho in the summer? Um, but it's actually a really, fu- this is a super fun crochet. If she's calling it a poncho. It feels more like a, a, sw- a pullover sweater with a oversized, a swancho. a swancho. Exactly. Only not, there's no color work. It's all texture. Mm-hmm. So it looks like horizontal, like it, it's like the crochet version of garter stitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it looks like it's got cables, but it's this really cool. It's the FPDC to TOG. Front post two together. Double, Double crochet, crochet two, two together. together. Yeah. <coughs> um, That's cool. What's the name of the pattern? I was getting it wrong for the longest time. It's called Melt. 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 Melt by Elena Fedotova. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It was great. Icy blue. It's really pretty. I What's love the this. This is by Wolf Oak. I love Wolf I just am falling in no, love with not. them. Mm-mm. It's not Wolf Oak. It's Wolf Stock. It's Blue Sky Alpaca. It's Wolf Stock with it. Yeah. No C. Wolf Sock. Now, this is worsted. Mm-hmm. Some well, people will look at it, and it's almost... 
it's almost feels like it's a de- like a light roasted DK. And depending on if you're on Ravelry or on some website, it's considered two different things. But it does feel like a worsted on a G. But yeah, it's it's called thermal. It's 100% fine Highland wool and thermal spring. It's this really pretty icy blue. You know, you know like if you see pictures of glaciers and they are, are almost glowing this light blue, that's what this color is. Yeah, that's like and it has different hues of light and dark, I have, but not really dark. I have three skeins of that yarn in my stash of different colors, and that's one of them. Plus I have like a sunshiny yellow and like mm-hmm. a grassy green. Every time I don't know what to do with it. at the store in Ohio, I pick up that yellow and think, yep. that should make Katie something out of this yellow. <laughs> I have a skein of it in my stash it. because I love that yellow. <laughs> it's it screams you. Um, <laughs> this but project I don't know what to do with it. Well, originally this I bought this for a different project. And then I totally, and I was almost done with that project, but then I just like, I'm never going to wear this and I'm not going to teach this. There's way too many ends to weave in. So I ripped it all back and I'm super happy with this. Cool. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it looks like a sponge. So I'm, I am adding some to it because even though it'll block, it feels like it's going to hit me at the waist and I really want it to be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about that. That's going to be a class sample coming up in, I still have to get my dates. I'm working on it tonight, <laughs> mistress. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> cracking a whip. It's just time, so we get our email out to it other is. people. It is. Um, and people ask us when are the classes coming out, so... That's always a good sign. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> or you'll have it by the time this airs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You absolutely will have it by the time this <laughs> I hope you've signed up for everything you like by the time this airs, in fact. So what are you working on? Um, I am working on the mitered cross blanket that is a Mason-Dixon pattern. I love that um, pattern. I really like it. I've been watching it on their feed for a while, and it just looks really cozy. Um, and all of the um, proceeds from it get donated to a um, charity. I'll look at what the charity is. Um, oh, I happen to have it open in my Ravelry window. <laughs> like I planned Lucky something. you. I did not plan that. All proceeds from this pattern are donated to, by the designer to Mercy Corps, an international relief and development organization. As of July 31st, 2017, $24,750 wow. has been donated. Awesome. Um, and it's just a really smart little mitered corner square. Um, the pattern has you make 10 of them, and it's a row of three, and then you offset mm-hmm. so the two are centered under the three. I think I'm going to add an extra, like make it five rows, so I'm going to make an extra three. And then um, I have this really, I got a little fascinated with this black yarn that's a tweed with a rainbow in it so it's got purple and green and yellow and red and sort of yeah they're well they're flecks of tweed Mm -hmm. and it's just it's fun it's just lovely Mm -hmm. um it's all acrylic but it's you know you know there's the acrylics you touch that are like oh yeah yeah that (laughs) um and then there's the acrylics you touch and they're like this is all right yeah yeah so that's what a blanket is is the perfect place for that yes i feel like every yarn has its place. Yes. You just have to find and it. Even and you use it in the wrong place and it's like, well, this, I hate this yarn. Yeah. Well, even those acrylics thing. that are like not you, so pleasant to You've got a super interesting place to put that squeaky scrubby type of acrylic. No? 
No. I don't want to talk about it because it's the Christmas present project for our gift exchange that I abandoned. Oh, no. I think I was working on them last time, so I think I talked about it last time. Oh, okay. Well, I could cut that out. And that yarn is... That yarn is meant to be for scrubbing things. <laughs> Not for the bottom of your It's called scrubology. <laughs> so yeah, so like, that didn't work out. When I no, actually the the that project, they're the um the slippers. Slippers with a double knit sole so that the weird gr- rough yarn is touching the ground. Mm-hmm. They work great and I have like probably refined the pattern to where I want it to be. But the double knitting is like a little hard on my hands and I just haven't been in the mood to yeah. work on it because I'd have to work on it at night when everybody's asleep. So, and they all think they're getting them. So I found something <laughs> different to make them. Nice. <laughs> so to tonight and tomorrow. Well, that'll I, teach him to have expectations. Yeah, I like to squash those. Um, I think it's what makes me an effective parent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and it's a box of chocolates. <laughs> Yes, I am. Um, so I'm going to make those um, bowl pot holders, which I've been intending to make since oh, the first yeah. time I saw them years ago. So, which the, I think everyone's actually going to be pretty delighted by. So that's cool. Um, yeah, this is coming out after Christmas, so we could talk all we want about yeah what we're well, making for people. <laughs> none of them listen to this anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Dante, my middle son, my ten year old, he was really fascinated by the first episode. Yeah. So if I probably if I told him where to find it, he would probably listen to it while he's playing on video. Yeah, games. I just adorable. <laughs> for some reason I just can't get my family, not even my husband, to like you just with your girlfriend sitting around the table talking. Yeah. Simple. I yeah. Mean, I don't listen to the same podcast James listens to for well, a reason, so I can understand that that's maybe true. it wouldn't be up to I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to us because we're so fun, but well, no, my husband, wa- my husband watches this one, Mickey, Dave here, and it, all they do is talk about guitar pedals. Well, and, and that's probably, and probably loves riveting it. to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, except that he always watches it late at night when I follow him, kind of snoo- when when sometimes when he's snoozing louder than. Than the Mickey podcast. Days. But they're from Australia, so they sound quite interesting. I like that. It. If they didn't have the accent, I might not be interested. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I like the Australian accent, but sometimes when you listen too closely to it, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it can be like any accent. So if right? anyone's interested, it's called that pedal, the pedal show. The pedal show. It's about pedals. Good there you me. go. It is what it is. How, not, I know nothing about music, but like a whole show. For a guitar oh my god i mean i could okay. see like just watching some musicians and how they use them they're like instruments okay, themselves wait. right okay i imagine close your eyes imagine for a moment i'm closing my eyes i'm not closing when my you watch <laughs> that that when you watch a, a video of someone who has the wall of yarn behind them in all the colors and it's all neatly organized and you all you're not listening to them because you're looking at the wall behind them well, that's this. That's the, these people, and they have the wall of petals, <laughs> and there's all different colors and different knobs, and it's actually kind of pretty and fascinating. That's pretty well, cool. Right then, uh, for the right person, right? Yeah, I know. And and it won't be me because I have no musical talent. Me either. Um, but there's some there's some guitarists who like use the pedals like they are a unique mm-hmm. instrument. Um, they yeah, you each have all. a different warmth or rhythm, or they have a purpose. They're a tool. They're a tool, but they, yeah. I recommend Joseph Arthur if you want to hear some like very cool use of guitar mm. pedals. I don't know if that's really just in his like live performances or if he makes use of it in his studio recording too. I imagine he must, but very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm making a blanket, and I think I could do like a square week. 
And then Great segue. I, because I always like um, overdo ideas. I was thinking, because I, I was I thinking this might be a fun two-night class as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the colors of, that my family likes are in these. So, um, so was each background going to be a different color? Yeah. So, like, <gasps> I think I could do a pink for Belly, Mirabella. Um, Dante likes blue or green. Alexander likes red. And they're all in here. Mm-hmm. So if I do a square week, that is 52 squares of 13 <laughs> per, for four blankets. Kevin will just have to share his with mine, which I would be starting with his because it has the purple background. <laughs> I'm working on everything I shouldn't be working on. Oh, yeah. I picked up my Turkish spindle. Wow. Mm. I'm about halfway through four ounces of That's fun. some delicious superwash merino that I think that I got up in Portland, probably at Twisted, mm-hmm. but I can't tell because there's no um, name on the, the, the price tag. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, that might be where that went came from. Absolutely, things I should not be. Remind me again the Turkish spindle versus is that the one that looks like the crisscross top? Yeah, it's a a bottom whirl. Bottom whirl and the little Jenga pieces come Mm -hmm. apart. I have a super cool one that I'm using right now that's um, from Snyder Spindles. It's one of his like bigger ones. I don't know what the weight is. Is that the one with the really cool like carved wood animals? Yeah, it's um, a T Rex, which I think I'm the first person. Yeah, I think I'm the first person who he made that for. Because there was something he put on Instagram or whatever, and it just in glancing, it looked like dinosaurs. It might have been like the cats jumping or whatever, mm. one of the ones he already made. And I said, gosh, have you ever thought about making a T-Rex? And he's like, no, but I'll do that. And he like had it in the mail the next week. That's amazing. That's Where's this other spindle maker? Who is this? Um, Snyder. I don't, it's his Snyder spindles on Instagram and his Etsy as well. And I, a lot of people have Snyder spindles. Beautiful, beautiful. And, yeah. and they sell out. Yeah. So, um, he he also makes top whirls and really cool things. But I like the Turkish spindle the Mm -hmm. most. Like picking up a Turkish spindle, finally made drop spinning makes sense to me. And you get it winds into a ball while you're spin when you're done. I think they call it a turtle. A turtle. turtle. It looks like a turtle on your Turkish spindle. I believe you call it turtle. I love that. Do they have turtles in Turkey? I don't know. Probably. Um, Why not? Why Uh, not? Please tell us. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, now that totally makes sense because I have a 3D printed yeah. one by Turtle Maid. Mm-hmm. Duh. I, also now, like I never those. understand. I thought, well, she likes turtles, and I guess she makes them. I like turtles, too, you know? But you weren't wrong, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going, Katie? I am working on a hat. Yarn. Um, just split a stitch, so I'm trying to fix it. Um, I'm working on a sample for a class. This is for the basic brioche beanie class. Um, it is the uh, it's a pattern by Megan Schmaltz called B to the Three. It's a basic brioche beanie. It's a free pattern, but it's um, just single color brioche. And I am using a skein of yarn from my friend Courtney. Her Instagram handle is Daughter of Halloween, and her <laughs> Etsy shop is Ms. Monster Creations, and she had this whole um, collection. She called it her Snowed In collection, so it was all wintry holidays. And this is this color is called New England's Winter Playground, which is a reference from uh, White, White Christmas, Christmas, which is mm-hmm. like my favorite Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So I mostly just bought it for the name, but it's a beautiful skein of like turquoisey, icy blues, little pops of brown and tan. Um, James liked it when I bought it. It would be a great colorway for. Uh, yeah. 
a dude too, but I really it's like pretty, it. But I could see it being masculine. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. So White Christmas. Yes. I'm, Mirabella and I are just gonna snuggle up and actually watch it. Maybe we'll watch it this weekend. I put it on a couple weeks ago, like early in December. And my husband, I know he doesn't like it. I think it's because his sisters played it to death when he was mm-hmm. little. Um, and so he really, he does, he hates it. Yeah. But I put it on, whatever. Mirabelle and I are enjoying it. So it gets to where the girls are singing Sisters, mm-hmm. or whatever that song is called. Sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and Mirabella and I are just like completely zoned out on it. Yeah. Well, my son and my husband are, um, you know pulsating with disgust in the corner <laughs> Mirabelle and I are enjoying it and I'm like I'll turn it off right after this and they're dancing with those fans mm, and it's that. almost I want to make those costumes yeah, so the turquoise is I mean it may yeah. not be intentional but it makes yeah. me think of the fans so Mirabella turns to me when they are just about done with their dances just completely that like enraptured look of, of wow that's pretty you know mm-hmm. yeah. she turns and says those fans I gotta have those. <laughs> <laughs> they do look very fun to play yeah, with. And I'm like, I know, Mirabella. I've always thought that. <laughs> Did you get to the part where the boys sing it? Because that's no. the best part. Yeah, that is oh, good. That's the best but part. we absolutely turned it off right then because I was. I didn't want to. couldn't listen. torture them anymore. And I didn't want to watch it with them griping. Yeah. I'm like, this so, is a fun holiday movie. I've been watching We've been watching it all this week. And by it, because. We only have like a half hour where we're awake. <laughs> so we watch a half yeah. hour at night. <laughs> and then, we, then, we, then, then we can watch something else that we want to oh, fall asleep to. Nice, so we just kind of get, except for whatever reason, my grouchiness has been really bad this year because I am totally <laughs> judging her. Oh, I'm judging Rosemary her. Rosemary Clooney? Oh, or? because here, one night she's in love and the next night, Oh my gosh, if looks could kill, she's such a judgy bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. On I, a pillow. <laughs> so I, that goes on your pillow. I shared something before we started recording about someone who was rude to me at my other job who said in writing, you seem to be an intelligent woman. Oh, I, so I want that on my pillow. Oh, I can't wait to find out what's going on Katie's no. pillow. <laughs> it's just... You know, and then and then when when she finally down. discovers that what he's really doing, but the fact that she judged him so harshly based on the word of some busybody is like, yeah. what kind of neurosis is she dealing with? It she had it. She just made an excuse. So I'm like, why am I judging it by today's standards? By today's psychology? If you judge that movie. And I love that movie. <laughs> it does not age well no. at all. No, no, no. So you just gotta turn There's a the point where Bing Crosby psych- threatens to beat up two women, and you kind of just have to be like, I'm ignoring that part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, if I find those two girls, I'm gonna take them by the hair, and then he gets interrupted. You're like, what were you gonna say, baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite, The Quiet Man with John Wayne and, um... Oh, oh my... most beautiful yes. redhead in the world. What is her name? Uh... Yep. Yeah. You guys exactly oh, what I'm about. Marine O'Hara. Yes. yes. Thank I you. I love that yes. movie. Okay. So when he's dragging when her he's back dragging to her the house. The city, yeah. I came into my parents' room watching that. I was like, what are you watching? <laughs> and the one old lady says, I stick to be your lovely lady. lady. <laughs> That's exactly the part I came in on. I was like, what movie is this? I stick love to be the lady. lady with. I was like, wow. Okay. Quick question about White Christmas. The dancer. How do you feel about her figure? Because every single year we have this, we have this, this, he and I are very. I can't picture that part. 
The dancer? Uh, the, the dancer. Sister. This is the, 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 the little sister. Oh, she's an ideal of her time. She's my, hus- my husband is det- no. My husband's determined. She's too skinny. I'm like she is she- too skinny. No, she's got a dream figure. I love it. Mm, no, she looks like she's gonna snap she's, in half when yes. she's dancing. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like. No, she's too skinny. I'm no. with Jim. I'm not judging anybody like the old- their bodies, but she is <laughs> oh, too skinny. No, see, you're right. She's very. She's <laughs> way too skinny. I might be the only one who thinks that who likes her figure because even we were watching this vlog. And he's like, see, this other person also says she's too skinny. She's not, she's, she is the Barbie of her time. She's an ideal figure of her time. Yeah. Now, I figured she probably was cinched in wearing because a she's a dancer. Yeah. She's probably wearing a corset. The yeah. only part that really, or really whatever. bugs me is I want to, you remember how last time you wanted to hunt down who was really doing the work or getting credit? I want to know who the real singer was because she didn't actually sing. Oh, there's oh, yeah. that one lady and who she sang never, for everything. But she never got the credit in the movie. No, I know. And that bugs me. I bet somebody who's listening knows, but there's that one Mm -hmm. lady who sang for everybody. Yeah, Yeah. Um, she was she was very beautiful herself. I think she may have acted a little bit, but for the most part, she was the cover voice for a lot of people. Rosemary Clooney, I'm sure, really. Oh yeah. Oh, she absolutely did. She (laughs) even did. So I was listening to Christmas music, and there, and she actually put out an album of all kinds of songs from White Christmas that even songs that she didn't originally sing in the movie mm-hmm. that she put on my Christmas album. My mom had that album, the oh, like Rosemary great. Clooney album, but she made me listen to it when I was like a cynical teenager and I <laughs> freaking hated that sister song because I thought it was so <laughs> annoying and I had not seen the movie, but now I'm like, now I love that song Aww. because I've seen the movie, but for a while I was like, oh my gosh, mom, do we have to listen to this again? <laughs> and she so would sing along in the car. <laughs> okay, hold that that like angry feeling you used to have and that then hold it for 20 years more and that's Kevin's feeling about white Christmas (laughs) Um. so what are your but see my first before I ever saw white Christmas I heard radio commercials for Coronet and oh like extra value was what you get when you buy Coronet yeah that's Rosemary Clooney oh yeah Coronet was paper plates Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, And other paper yeah, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm I like, oh. I and so, uh, so when someone yeah. said, George Clooney is his, you know, was, is the nephew, I'm like, you mean the coronet, the paper plate <laughs> The paper plate lady? <laughs> <laughs> She's probably known for and a little more And then I saw White Christmas. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jose, her, her son died this year. Oh, and he wasn't very old. He was just in his 60s. Oh, he was so on. He Miguel was on, Ferrer. Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. He was the one who was on most recently NCIS Los Angeles, and was it cancer? Because he looked like he was sickly. Maybe I don't remember, but he wasn't very old. Mm -mm. Um, That's too bad. Because I I also like always liked him and whatever Mm -hmm. I saw him in. Um, I liked him in that one with it was um, Crossing Jordan. That was the cop show he was in that I liked. I love that (laughs) show. Everybody in that show, even when they've moved on to other shows, I'm like. Like I'm like, girl, I remember him. I love The him. red-headed girl. She's, like, pretty funny and comedian, actually. Um, and she's been in a lot of good stuff since then. But anyway, I, like, could still weep over her, how her character See, every show, we could, every, every podcast, we could name some kind of entertainment. Because we're all, because, I mean, how do you do what you do without also watching or listening or... Isn't that yeah. funny, though? Don't you I think some new just... people are like, how are you watching and listening <laughs> while you're doing this? You can knit and because I don't really watch TV watch, at the same time. I don't really watch TV so much as I listen to TV. I watch it. Okay. Depending it depends on, what on I'm the making. project. Yeah. 
We well, yeah, have it's got Aiden Turner in it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I I I have to wait a while because I never watched season three, so then I didn't watch season four of Pole Dark. So I'm gonna have some giant binge someday. I just started Justified over again last night because yeah. I've never watched the last season because I think I just don't want it to ever be over. Oh. But I think I'm gonna make. It I do that with. Time. Almost everything. If I really love something, I'm not going to watch the last episode because I don't want it to end. Yeah. I've done that a lot. Yeah. So I think that I will so see. I, I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. I think I did that with Down Abbey too. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want it to end, so I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So. Um, our topic for today mm-hmm. is yeah. talking about um, like New Year's resolutions slash good habits we've instituted over the years to our creative process. Um, I think Katie comes up with a lot of good ones, and I'm always like kind of chasing after her good ideas. Oh no! Like um, <laughs> when you organize your Ravelry queue and um, oh yeah, I'm not. Favorites. I'm not good about keeping up with that sort of thing. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a great idea, and now it's, like, a mess again. But I was just in my queue, and my – I think I use my queue differently than a lot of people do. Um, I think a lot of people throw things in their queue. Mm-hmm. I only put something in my queue if I'm, like, fairly certain I'm actually going to make it. And I will go in and, like, rearrange it, but I don't often go to look at it when I need a new project. I'm not like, oh, let's see what's next in the queue. Yeah, I don't – in fact, after you organized your queue – and move like what I took from that is I took everything out of my queue pretty much and moved it to favorites and then whenever I favorite something I labeled the snot out of it and put a lot that makes a huge difference otherwise you'll never find it again yeah yeah. and so that's and so then I I don't really use my queue at all anymore I don't find Mm -hmm. that tagging the things is as important nowadays because you didn't used to be able to search like advanced search your favorites yes so the tags were like you know, super valuable. But nowadays you can just click on, like, I only want to see sweater patterns that I've favorited. Yes. And then that makes it a lot easier to find things, I feel like. So I've become a favorite and not a cure. Yeah. Um, Because I want to remember to do it later, but if I hit it, if I put Q, that means I actually intend to do it in the near future. And Mm -hmm. I almost never look at, remember to look at my Q. Yeah. So I feel like uh, I had this stuff in my queue, and maybe I finished it and forgot it was in my queue. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll sometimes I'll go back off. and clean out the queue and be like, oh yeah, I never made that, or I made that two months ago, or yeah. whatever. Or yeah, I lost interest in that one, and I don't want to put something in my queue until I really want to make it. Yeah. But then I don't really need my queue because if I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's my obsession. It's and in your head already. Yeah. It's it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I have the yarn. It's happening. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm bored now. Yeah. That's the best part of any project is the beginning is planning the yarn and getting the pattern (laughs) and finding your needles and casting on. And and then once it's on the needles, you're like, "Eh, okay, let's do that again. (laughs) Now I'm obligated. Yeah. (laughs) So you're, is it just go to our consumerism? I wonder about that. I mean, I I definitely have. It's the thrill of something new. Well, it's that there's like psychology behind your reward system. Right. I also, um, I'm sure that I have manic tendencies, which I try to channel that knowledge and like self knowledge into positive use of my superpower of mania. <laughs> and um, 
And so years ago, like maybe four or five years ago, I kind of got fed up. So this is, would be my contribution to like, what was a habit change that I made? So I, um, it, it's probably many folds, but it's like, I just wanted to finish more things. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't care about mm-hmm. s- starting things because there's that Vicky Square article from a long, long time ago in Vogue that I, that I um, use as my battle cry of like start as many things mm-hmm. as you want because that obsession to start something means that there's some like knowledge that you're wanting to gather, some right. n- mm-hmm. um, experiential knowledge that you want. So start it and don't feel guilt if you don't finish it um, because there's value in, in learning and starting. But um, I've just made the promise to myself that if I start something, I'm going to look forward to like how long is it going to take me to do this mm-hmm. and try to have fidelity to that to that finishing of that thing. So I think that really lowered the weight of unfinished projects that I was accumulating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I still have a lot of unfinished things, obviously from last time when yeah, we went our last through episode. our project bags. <laughs> but. Really, I finish a lot more things proportionally to those things I start and abandon because I made that promise to myself of just like, if I start this, I have to have a plan for seeing it through. Yeah. Um, so for the new year, I have this list of sweaters in front of me. There are eight sweaters that I want to make that I think I have all the yarn for. I do. Well, I want to make X-Gel. Mm-hmm. I have Florence. So I made this list on a sweat- with a sweater that I've already started, which is Florence. That's a great way to start a list is with something that's yeah. already half done. <laughs> well, that's how old the list is. It's a couple months old. Um, Florence is a class I'm currently going through, but I spilled tea on the body of the sample <gasps> I was making. So I've had to rip it out so I can start over oh, and that's so sad. distribute is... the tea stain across it, which is why I shouldn't have a sweater in the color that it is anyway. It's called Oyster, and it's a soft, almost white gray. That <laughs> just is always I bad news for me. I shouldn't have done it, but it's so pretty. <laughs> I so, feel like I remember you telling me that it was a bad idea for you to be making yep. a green-colored sweater. Yep. It's well, that's a bad another idea for one me. that I've, I'm almost finished. I have like It could be cream with flecks of something else, but then again, I just spilled matcha last week all over but you, the... But you recovered, so that's... And I needed to wash it anyway. And now it's my favorite sweater again. (laughs) Mountain Hum, which is like a really pretty... um, I like the name. It's a pretty yoke sweater, but it's bottom up. Is that the one with the leaves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am am looking that up. I had dyed yarn for the background, but I don't like the shades I got. So I'm going to like do it in a more disciplined, measured, actual way instead of kind of winging it. Mm -hmm. Um, Abelia. Oh, Abelia is really pretty. I'm going to use the yarn that we dyed for our Kickstarter with that. It's um, a really pretty V-neck sweater. I don't remember if the construction's top down or bottom up, but um, the bottom half from like maybe the bottom third is this really pretty lace pattern. Guildenstern, I have enough of the two that I made to make a whole third one <laughs> from my leftovers. There's the Pearl Soho top down um, sweater, which is done in Fisherman's Rib, and I want to dye yarn. I have the yarn, but I want to dye it. Um, I have yarn for a sunset highway and a second fade. So I'm actually going to take these to a calendar and I'm going to like reasonably plot out the amount of time that it will take me to do this because it has to be mixed in with classes and having time to make class samples. But I really want to make these sweaters. So that kind of segues to, if I I can be next. Yeah. Go Karen. What's your good habit? New Year's resolution. I'm always guilty of having a lot of enthusiasm at the beginning and then being squirrel 
Well, and <laughs> moving on to the, and something else faster. Join the club. <laughs> Some, one thing that helps curb that lately is shopping through my stash mm-hmm. first. And when you go looking through what you have and you see all the yarn that you have partially committed to other things, then you go, well, I can either finish this or I can lo- I can repurpose it, which is like I did with this sweater, which is fine. But that asked, but something that's really popular and what has helped me in my daily life is the use of a planner just with everyday things and business things and because there's a lot to do, a lot to remember. But I know that some people actually apply that to their crafts. Mm-hmm. There's the quilters planner that is like a planner but has spaces for you to pl- actually plan quilts. There's other ways that you can use a planner to do that, to take it to another level as a guideline, not as a, not as a oh, I missed that deadline, yeah. but just a way to visually space it out and leave a reminder to yourself. And I think... This year, I'd like to, not just for knitting, but to, um, I'd like to be more regular and not, and uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm not making a plan of what I want to do for the year because I've got stuff on my plate right now. But I do want to maybe put a reminder in my planner because I, my, this year's planner has, I, I ordered extra pages so I can add notes and other stuff into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Plum Planner is one of my favorite places to go. Um, you can order them in as many months, or as few or as little as you want. I think they might have like a three month minimum or something like that, but you can start it any month that you want. So if you're partway through and you just want to start, you don't have to start at January. You don't have to start in April and have January through April is a waste. You can start at the month you want it to start at and then do 12 months from there or 13 months from there or whatever. Um, I always tend to go a little over because there's always a little overlap. Like I'm not ready to start the next year, but I need stuff on that calendar soon. But um, so this year I, I would like to be more intentional. And actually if there's one project I want to do is I want to get more into yarn dyeing but I want to die with a purpose, mm-hmm. die with a plan. I yeah. want to, and I kind of want to design something um, to do with this yarn because it's great to dye yarn, and then I'm like, okay, now I have more yarn. Now I got more <laughs> yarn, but not quite enough to do this thing, and too much to do that thing. Well, and yeah. that's something I I was observing because like I think we all have our favorite indie dyers. Mm-hmm. One that I really like because um, a lot of them I just admire, and then I don't buy from. Um, but one I really like and I have bought from, she's not going to die anymore because she feels like it's too saturated. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if you really wanted to enter the marketplace as an independent dyer right now, if you have to do it in a very like measured way, like this is the yarn for this thing. Buy yeah. kits for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Well. I like your idea of like, as you said, being intentional. intentional. Yeah. that's Because people say that like act with intention or whatever Mm -hmm. but like having a real direction to apply that yeah that i mean they they seem to be fancy buzzwords unless you actually have something to lay it out with (laughs) yes i do you have have an intention for your intentions yeah (laughs) well we know what we're what what road is paved with good intentions (laughs) (laughs) that's the second time i've been told that i'm going to hell i made a really bad joke that i it's completely out of this context, but I was told I was going to hell for it. I was really proud of myself. <laughs> uh, 
I did. Sorry to leave you all wondering. <laughs> I do have. I do want to put in a plug for a new friend. Um, I follow. She followed me on Instagram. I looked at her stuff and I liked her stuff, so I followed her. And so, which is great because she's an indie dyer out of Etsy, and um, she's the Violet Valentine on on uh, Marianne Funk. So she's like uh, knit your funk on on Etsy or something like that. Um, I just like her stuff. I loved her colors and I did buy a skein thinking I was going to gift it, but I decided to gift it to me. <laughs> I can't it's just think one that skein. is a missed opportunity for one of our Christmas presents. It wasn't for either of you. Okay. So it was okay. <laughs> I want my present. <laughs> oh, I overdid it with yeah. you too, but that's okay. Because I feel guilty because like, well, okay, we won't go there. Anyway. Um, Lowered expectations. <laughs> but it was just. Your guys' presents are crap. made with real (laughs) Uh, anyway so it's kind of fun when you meet a friend you know that you didn't know you were friends but somehow you have a lot in common and I like her stuff and so when I um, I ordered, you know, she had, she posted a picture of this really pretty color, uh, Christmas colorway. <laughs> I'm looking at her stuff right now. I like this getting jingly with it. That was it. That's oh, it. That's cool. a color. I That's love that color. Is it yeah, beautiful? And it really knits pretty. really nicely. I will have, I have in the office. I'll show you later. But anyway, it was so cool because, um, I told Kia this earlier, but, you know, I just ordered because I thought in, you know, she's. And she actually sent me a really cool hand knit, or hand knit, <laughs> handwritten note specifically. Not like, not like. Thanks thank for your you. order. Yeah, that was just handwritten, but not really specific. She actually said, you know, thank you, Karen. I follow your stuff on Ravelry, and I think your stuff is cute, mm-hmm. is cool, and I'm so honored that you pick my stuff. And I'm Aww. like, she's like, you made my day, and I'm thinking. You don't know what a crappy week I had. You really made my week. That was awesome. And I just want to send her a note saying, thank you so much. But I want to finish knitting up what I'm going to knit. Mm-hmm. I'm designing a pair of socks with it. Oh, that's so kind of cool. Um, anyway. Well, do you have anything to add to your... I kind of like um, just said, this is what Katie's been having. <laughs> no, I have been thinking about like a, a practice that I want to try and be better at in general is... Um, Cleaning up one project before I start another project. Oh, that's And that can be in sewing, but it could be in knitting. It could be in many things. Like, my office last week, you guys probably went in there to, like, drop things off, was an absolute (laughs) disaster (laughs) because I had to get so many things done. I was like, I'm not putting anything away. Everything was out. Everything was disaster, we mean... No, it was bad. It was very clear that she had already wrapped everything and that she had already (laughs) finished her shopping, that she's not last minute... Karen like the is rest putting of us. a really good spin on this. No, I saw the trimming. It was a mess. thread everywhere. It was a mess. <laughs> so I, she also had a stack of really nicely neat wrap yes. presents, but there was thread. But on trimmings. the other side of the office, yeah. was I just mess. thought that was normal. Ah. Oh, <laughs> that is feel good. so. That is my normal. I want to change that. I want to be better at finishing a project, cleaning up all the crap from that project, and then starting my new one. And that also applies to my knitting in the fact that I will finish a project. And then all the needles and the leftover yarn and notions live in that project bag until I find it again. I'm like, oh, there's those needles I was looking for. Yes, I want to be that person. So it's like, finish the project, put the needles away, put all the thread away, vacuum your office from all the thread and stuff that's on the floor, and then start a new project. Which, that's really hard to do because it adds 
time budgeting exactly. into it. And keeping your interest. Yeah. Which, but, why would you stay interested during the cleaning? But it's a super good, super important. But I can focus on what my next project yeah. better when I'm not distracted by all the junk yes. around me. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I'm actually more productive and I can focus better on and enjoy what's in front of me when I'm not surrounded yeah. and overwhelmed. And putting I your would, tools away is really important. Yeah. I'm not good at it either. Like, this is good. Um, my dad used to be, my dad was a really amazing um woodworker and then also they had a printing business so there's like tools for working on the printing presses mm -hmm. around and god help you if you did not put the tools away oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> and i never really picked that up <laughs> i yeah. mean i knew there'd be punishment if you didn't put the tool away but in my personal life uh, no. but if you okay but if if one of your kids were to use some of your tools and not put them away how would you feel they do that and they get screamed at. <laughs> oh, okay. But my house is a wreck. <laughs> there are five people living there and no one cleaning, myself included. <laughs> oh, yeah. So until I scream and then everyone runs and hides and then my husband's like, all right, to be safe from mom when she gets <laughs> home, we should probably clean. Uh, you yeah. know what? Fear of retribution is always a good motivator. Isn't it really the motivator? Like, <laughs> I don't want to get yelled I don't, at. I, I don't, don't want to put myself in that position. Yeah. So maybe that's I'll like do when this. I when we started this endeavor, and I don't have a real boss to like watch me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna not like just go crazy, which I do a little bit. But like, I need somebody to tell me like, oh, there's a mess over there that you left. Can you go? Can you go clean that up, please? <laughs> Otherwise, I will just leave the mess around. And now that I have a space of my own, I need to be better about doing it. And I, I feel like I have done okay, but I could a thousand percent be better about that. So that's one Self thing. Self-actualization. Yeah. You're, you're just yeah. becoming a better version of Katie. <laughs> you don't need anybody but the boss inside. I know, but I might. <laughs> I know. I, I get it. <laughs> Man, having gone on a venture where I was my own boss... It's just real nice to lean on somebody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This, that is very true. This is the perfect recipe right here, but I sure like having at my other job not to be the decider or the carrier of the stress. That is a nice That is a nice aspect of that. Yeah. It's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. And people like will ask me, like, oh, how are things you know going with the studio and stuff? I'm like, they're good only because I have two partners that I like can trust wholeheartedly. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I would be a mess. If like, was, yeah. I'm fine because I have if partners. It were up to <laughs> yeah, me, absolutely. If it was up to me, I'd have failed already. Oh, I don't think that be that's true. Because no, no, because I wouldn't have stuck to it. I w I, w I would have started things. It would be like yeah. all. It would be like all my started projects. Yeah, I could see that, that in myself. I get too. stressed yeah. and then I'd lag behind and then it wouldn't work. Yeah, but well, having friends to yeah. work together and to encourage each other makes a huge we difference. We have the perfect. I think it's a perfect blend of obligation to each other to mm -hmm. show up and do a good job, as well as autonomy to yeah. do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Yeah. And everybody has their own strong suits, too. Yeah. So it's like it's where good. one person slacks, the other can yeah. pick it up. It's a good mix, ladies. Guys, aren't we great? We, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. <sighs> Someone get me a sling. <laughs> For how great you are? <laughs> no. Because, because I just pat yourself on the Because oh. I just hurt myself. Pat myself oh. on the oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, how will a sling help? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is you got to track with me. My brain goes way too fast. <laughs> See, boom, I'm gone already. <laughs> Are you saying I'm slow? 
No. Oh, okay. No. Just checking. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're a very intelligent person. <laughs> no, no. I just seem to be an intelligent woman. Like a Not a person, a woman. woman. It was importantly oh. phrased that oh, I oh. seem... To be an intelligent woman. You do woman. seem to be an and intelligent woman, but you also are an intelligent and woman. Just, and not even just a person. No, he's, no. he's not just intelligent. He's a woman. He's, intelli- he's insulting you as a woman, specifically. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like here, the W on the forehead. Yeah. Whatever. I could. Anyway. Uh, yeah. As okay, my husband said... Don't let one person ruin your whole day or your whole life. And like, I'm not giving this person that much power. I just needed to rage about it. And then, and then you can move on. Do you, so you mentioned some sweaters that you want to make in the new year, Karen. Do you have like some dream projects that you'd like to make in the new year? Um, I have do you intend dreams, on making? I have some dream sewing projects. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, it doesn't some, have to be new. I have some sewing projects that I started that are really, I cut the fabric out. Like, there's the Metamorphic Dress by mm-hmm. uh, So Liberated. I have oh, the fabric. It's so cool. It's a, you can wear it. It's a re, it's two different layers, like two different dresses together. And so you wear it with one side facing, or you can turn it inside out and wear the other side, and it's just a slightly different look. Mm-hmm. Um, that one looks really good. I have some projects that I'd like to just sit and sew. Actually, I think I want to do more designing this year. That's cool. Um, I need it. I want my goal is I have some. I have a really great Viking inspired capelet. I've got professional photography, and my goal, at least for the first quarter of this year, is to get it written and released. And and I am okay. By the time by the time this airs, y'all could could still be getting ready. I'm gonna we released Frisia, and I so I'm gonna do a knit along. I haven't run a a knit along online before so that's an that's a new goal starting january 20th and information will have been on the website long before like be- hopefully by christmas well, maybe probably maybe the maybe after christmas the website our website no, I, in our ravelry group uh-huh. is where i'm going to run the knit along from so it's in the strings if you're not us following us on ravelry it'll be in the strings and things studio ravelry group on forums or groups or wherever you find it. Um, I'm not groups. the Ravelry one. Well, you Both? go to groups, and once once you've joined the group, it's in your forums. All right. Or, or I guess forums are just for the discussion, <laughs> but if you want to stay on top of the discussion. And then later, off 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 air, I'll ask Katie how to... How, how to, to do sticky, that? <laughs> how to sticky something. Yeah. How to, so that, you know, the topic stays on top of our discussion page and maybe we'll be more pro more active on our Ravelry group <laughs> or at least at least for the or at least for the life of of the for the six to eight weeks of the knit along will I will be more active <laughs> how's that I, I see Anne going yes yeah. Karen yes yes you finally got it <laughs> <laughs> a solution that fits us all yeah anyway but so my goals are small, are they? but I my are goal, they attainable? They're reasonable. Yeah. My goal is to I want I'm just taking it one quarter at a time. I'm not going to plan out the whole year, or I'll already be overwhelmed. Yeah, I want to work on January through March, and then sometime mid March I'll start planning the next quarter. That sounds like a very reasonable and achievable <laughs> mindset. <laughs> because I always overdo it. So there you go. There you go.
Well, our question of the episode, um, hang on while I pull it up, was basic. I can't, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was basically like, are there any it patterns or um, sort of fads in the knitting community, I think specifically, but it doesn't have to be, um, that you really don't get or that you don't like. I guess. Um, <laughs> or maybe this doesn't appeal. You, you, yeah, it you, doesn't. You, you don't, don't get the appeal that everybody know, like, else seems to get, I guess. The hype. You don't yeah. understand what's the big whoop you do about. <laughs> um, does anybody have one to go first? Well, um, this brought to mind some some interesting thought, like takes on what does that mean? Like the thing that you um, just don't get or don't want to participate in while mm -hmm. everybody's going cr crazy for it around you. Um, and it made me think of a shawl that so many people knitted at Anacapa, and I helped so many people with it that by the time I sat down to do one, I cast it on and worked the first few rows and was like, I don't want to make this. You kind of feel like you've already kind made it. Over it. I felt like I made it like at least 10 times over seeing other people go through it, and that was the peace shawl. And I still, when I see people wearing it, I still wish that I had made one, but I think I would still have the same feeling if yeah. I sat down to cast it on. I've got the pattern somewhere. I don't recall who the designer was, but it's called Would the Would you wear shawl. it? Probably. I love shawls. Like, at the right yarn? Mm. Yeah, probably. Because um, the way the... It, I so just you make a little, so many shawls. It's a V... It's a triangular-shaped shawl where the yarn over increases make the a peace sign. And so where the bottom of the peace sign is, it almost has this, like, pleated ruffle because of the way the yarn overs line up. And so mm -hmm. it's very pretty. Um, so, yeah, I'd wear it. Um... Then there was ruffle yarn. Oh, <laughs> ruffle I really yarn. didn't get that. We liked selling it. I designed something I, in that yarn. Yeah, I got it. Got real tedious explaining it to people. And when I sat down to use it, it was like, why am I doing this when I could just be knitting yeah. something nice? People still love that ruffle stuff. Someone in this world is still buying it because yeah. I designed a spiral Nautilus-like shawl for that because I wanted to see it opened up. And it ruffles like crazy. And I'm not a ruffly person, but... That was really pretty, though. That was, what, eight years ago? Mm -hmm. It has been... It still has been downloaded every single day <laughs> since then. <laughs> it was a freebie. Do you know how rich I would be if I just charged a dollar? Yeah. But then again, maybe not. Yeah. You know? People are downloading it because it's free. And I even made a YouTube video on... Which my ten-year-old son at the time, yeah, it was eight years old, eight years ago, because he's eight, he's almost eighteen now. <laughs> um, I guess he was nine, ten. He showed me how to upload it to YouTube. That's adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. Mommy, cute. help me. Um, anyway, but I was like, and people are still making it, huh. but I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, it's very popular in Europe still. I. Th That's interesting. I thought that I was not going to like this new yarn. Have you guys seen the loopy yarn where it's no needle, no tool knitting? I vaguely, but I don't know anything about it. It looks like a boucle. But with really long loops. Yeah. So what it is is like it's a usually a soft yarn, like a, a soft chenille or just like a soft chainette. Um, and it's been sewn down like mm -hmm. with a chain stitch to have a big loop. And then a little, and so it's what your knitting looks like if you looked at how, right. you know, the yarn snakes through a row of knitting and you line up a set of loops and then you push one in behind each mm -hmm. one and you just do it with your fingers 
and you keep doing that and the pattern has you making stockinette but quickly if you really look at the structure you could easily make ribbing yeah <laughs> you can make seeds just you can make it all <laughs> oh, um, it's yeah. just a matter of like if you go front and back right um, i haven't seen any patterns doing that yet but i'm sure it's around the you corner you could do that you could, I'm not gonna. You could be the um, but someone brought it to my attention, and we worked on how to do it. And I was like, "This is kind of fun. I think my kids would like it." And mm -hmm. so I bought some for each of my two younger kids to make them. But both of them were like, "This is so slow." So they both did actual finger knitting, where you put the loops on your yeah. fingers, and then they did it, which doesn't work for an adult hand because your our hands are too big for the way that, that these sewn down loops are spaced. But uh -huh. it's perfect for a little kid's hand. Seeing the uh, loops on the hands reminded me, for some reason, maybe because it's by the holidays, of eating olives off the tips. Of the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the way they were pulling it yeah. over, and they're yeah. perfectly sized for children's fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I like that memory. Um, memory, I, I did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. She was doing it at Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, all ten little black fingertips. Yum, yum, yum. Or green. green. No, greens oh. are too big. Yeah, because I have a pimento in there anyway. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's other things because I'm full of reaction and opinion, but those are the things that come yeah. to mind right now. <laughs> I was thinking about like when when I started to learn to knit, novelty yarn was like at its oh, peak, the thing, which yes. I never really oh, yeah. did a whole lot with because I just I was in high school and I was I think the novelty yarn lent itself well for like scarves and it was you know kind of fluffy frilly kind of stuff that i just wasn't I, into eyelash yarn and yeah yarn. so i didn't do a whole lot of that but now that it's sort of back Is i'm it? kind of as i've seen more and more of oh, that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, and i'm kind of into it now <laughs> <laughs> i just saw this yarn i think it's by lion brand and it's called like oh i just took a picture of it because i was like you know what that's actually kind of pretty well, that's funny because mirabella we went to um eva's and i guess in her back room uh -huh. is where all the sales stuff is and i'd never been in there on a visit but my daughter found this yarn called tutu that was by barocco and it was 15 dollars for a little probably 40 uh -huh. yards oh, yeah. and it was it's tulle and pom-poms tied around a core so she finger knitted this scarf uh -huh. and she's making the it's hot pink and then other flecks of color. She's like, This looks like an old timey rocker would wear it. And I think she means by <laughs> old timey rocker, like maybe a eighties punk rocker. <laughs> Whereas yeah, one of those old timey rockers. If I said an old timey rocker, it would be like a fifties, you know. Yeah. Like Elvis or someone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take offense. Eighties is not old timey. Well, that's, it is when you're ten. It is when you're seven. Yeah. I remember thinking that like pool skirts and stuff were Old, ancient, old, right? Ancient. Like ancient history. And yeah, they, it's they the same amount of age back for yeah. my mom's generation to mine. <laughs> But an old-timey rocker would love this scarf. <laughs> rocking tool. So <laughs> My first projects were had eyelash yarn cu sock, sock cuffs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And which was fun because, you know, it covered a lot of mistakes. But then the other hand, it covered them because you couldn't see your mistakes. Yeah. They, I just had this idea that my nieces would love funky socks with eyelash yarn <laughs> cuffs. Yeah. I mean, did, they did. They, they did not like it. They did not. They did not. They were probably that age. Yeah. Probably the teenage. Yeah. I, but yeah. like, they would nowadays because faux fur is very in right now. Yeah. Um, this yarn from Lion Brand is called Go for Faux. And oh, look at this. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have cute. seen that. Yes. It's just like fuzzy eyelash faux oh, fur yarn. Yes. Okay, but, I, that, that's, but I feel that's like, like a scarf in that would be kind of cute. Yeah. Okay, but that's more, it's kind of like the yarn equivalent of Minky. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like Sherpa. Sherpa. That's not the same as. 
Mm-hmm. I bought something like that when we were in Switzerland, and I have I have these plans for it. That'll be like a stranded little tuft. Oh yeah, coming through. Um, um so I that doesn't you really answer the question because I am in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but it was not it was new. No, yeah. um, I tend to be the sort of person I think that like the opposite of Anne like I'll jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and Anne's like I am not getting on that bandwagon oh there's a bandwagon yeah no no I'm like the one on it like probably driving it <laughs> the reins. Like, you have the yeah. reins yep. I will hold on and, and like far past anybody everybody else has gotten off the bandwagon and I'm still over here doing whatever it is that I'm doing but um so I don't have as many like especially like it patterns there's some that I don't always see the, I'm not going to name them like, you know, specifically, but there's some that I just don't see the appeal in, in general. But as far as like fads go, I feel like I'm, I'm usually jumping in <laughs> with my, with both of my feet. So, so no, you have, so probably, I don't think I do mind. have that. <laughs> okay. Me and fads, me and fads are like me in the woods. I'm walking along completely ignig- ignorant of it until my family goes, Karen, stop. There's a bear. <laughs> Oh, and the bear and the bear was the fad that I just missed and I walked right past. Oh, thank you for explaining what the bear was. <laughs> yeah, the bear was the fad that I just missed. You just totally like, missed. Like, I thought it might be the trees, really. Yeah. No, no, I see, see the, the trees. With... I, I see the trees. I don't see the bear. The bear. The bear that's like <laughs> ten feet from me. It's like, oh, oh, there went the fad. Okay. By yeah. the time I got to by the time I get to I'm like, oh. Somebody told me that brioche was gonna be out this year and I was like, You shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Brioche is gonna oh brioche I gotta add that to my list. Oh I, I have that, that is. I have that pattern. Oh, it's, it's a awesome. Stephen West. Oh my gosh, you must I don't know what that B-R-I- is. What? You are the queen of brioche. How do you not know what that is? That's Nancy Marchant. I mean, I really, I really <laughs> yes, like Katie. Yes, yes, I I enjoy brioche, but I do <laughs> not within, within our circle. Um, B R I Y O K E Brioche. I'm gonna find it because I actually have it in my life. There's a pattern called the unicorn sweater. What? And it's got brioche like this, like turtleneck, like faux turtleneck top, and then on the cuffs and sleeves, and it's so cute. Um, That does sound really cute. The pattern, like her sample, is in like teal and hot pink, like unicorn colors. You would really like it. Oh my gosh, this this is wait, this is that's not it, right? No, but that one's cute, too. That They're is cute. This is Brioque by Matilda Cruz, yeah. which They're, I really like. I like that one, too. There are two popular sweaters with <gasps> that name. That's really cute. So who's the other one? It's a Stephen West. Stephen. And I, and I the don't... Whole, the yeah. whole yoke is Brioche. The whole sweater's Brioche. The whole sweater's Brioche. But it's yeah. a, there's oh, color no. changes in the yoke to amp it up. Um, but I like both of them a lot. Because it wouldn't be Stephen West if it up? wasn't amped up. Hmm. Is our Wi-Fi, like, really slow right now? Mine's working. I just, I just, maybe I'm searching the wrong thing. I love, I have not made, oh, there it is. I have not made brioche in a sweater before. I I was doing it in pieces once, but then I got bored. This is nice, but I like the other one better. That's really cute. Anyway, um, I would just like like a really intense brioche project. But, like, of course, I have the Pearl Soho top-down sweater is um, Fisherman it's Fisherman's Rib, so I think it's going to be, it'll probably satisfy that yeah. urge. I I don't know if it's brioche all the way down. It is looks it? like it is. Oh, yeah. I see it now, now that I highlight it. It's just a 
would enlarge it. And I think the color choices you make would amplify that one. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a, one of his samples is like shades of gray with like a pop of like a mustardy color. Yeah, I like that one. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That, but I like the one that has the orange and then it's it, it turquoise where the yolk is very yeah. distinguished. I distinctive. That's choose carefully with my Stephen West patterns, like yes. which ones I. So there's uh not a. Uh, I don't always understand all of the the hype behind his patterns. Yes. <laughs> I do really like a lot of them, and I have made a few of them that I have very much enjoyed. Yes. But sometimes I'm like, I think people make it because it's a it Stephen West pattern. I um. I think it's good that he's so prolific because yeah. there's probably something it is pretty someone amazing. will like. And I love him. Like, I, yeah. I'm i 100% here for, like, his, like, crazy yeah. artistic, like, photo shoots yeah. and his style and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. you do you. I'm really liking it. But I wouldn't make most – I wouldn't wear most of those things. Well, there's a couple – first of all, the fit is not always what I'm looking for. Right. Like, there's there's a sweater that um, looks kind of like a bat wing style that some some people have asked me about teaching that it kind of like, comes across one up to the shoulder no that one i really like so sometimes it's like you have to put his patterns into the common enchanted mesa is yeah. the one i'm thinking yeah of. I, I i actually love that really love that one um and i feel like that's the sort of story that looks cute to, on a lot of people you yeah. kind of have to see it in the real world like yeah. much i mean he's got a very high fashion ideal yeah and so but you have all, to see what it looks like on a yeah. not a real person but yeah uh, your average in person in real life yeah or in the color choices that someone's going to actually integrate into um, yes that's what Ravelry is great for because you can see all the projects outside of a photo shoot yes um, I mean he does wear all the things he makes yeah we saw yes. him in his full body brioche um, pajama onesie that was awesome uh, but he's still a high fashion man minded person yeah so, um, but if you've ever talked to him he is the most quiet you know, introverted kind of guy. And yet, but I could, I had some of his early, early patterns, and it's been neat to see the transition of his personality yeah. mm -hmm. over the decade plus. Yeah. Like, like all artists, to watch them evolve mm -hmm. and explore, it's a, it's a delight. I love that he will, I mean, he has no qualms about being exactly who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And designing exactly what you know he wants to design. Yes. And it's like, that's the sort of thing that I really like to yes. see. I might not get all of it, or I might not have appreciate all of it yeah. but i appreciate him as a designer yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. um swamps swamps i made swamps oh my god i forgot about what? that what? <gasps> i made what? swamps and i wore them to christmas like three no years way. ago wait, wait, wait. oh i you the, stuck with the whole i mean pants no 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 this was like you took a sweater that was already made like i bought oh, it at the goodwill oh, it was and he had this pattern to like cut it and shape it and then all of a sudden oh. there were pants and i completely forgot that i made swamps <laughs> I want oh my gosh those. i want to make more I swamps want to see i wonder whatever happened to my swamps it was probably like at least i'm now i'm thinking about it it was probably like when it first came out and i don't know when that was but so I think I wore them to Christmas. Three years? Maybe? I think it was more than that. Okay. I'm going to Google it. Swants. That would be like a fad that I was like, oh, that was a thing? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it I, was because I, I caught it, it. And I, like I said, <laughs> he had this whole video called the Swants Dance. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, now I got to find so it. This was fun. 2013, so it was five years ago. Oh, wow. God, I forgot about my Swants. Oh, they were very like... ill-fitting, but... <laughs> I very I much enjoyed them. I didn't okay. realize ruffle yarn was so long ago, even. Speaking oh, yeah. of, he has Marled Mania leggings, and I'm working on oh. those. Yeah, those are great. Those look like I just want to wear them all the time. 
I want to live someplace where it's cold enough for me to wear them all the time. You don't think yeah. it's cold enough in Fillmore in it the morning? It is now. Well, it is now. Yeah. You probably it's could. 41 degrees. And I would wear them, like, as pajamas, like, at night, oh, I'm yeah. cold or whatever. I'd get too hot. I just, well, I would just wear them. I wouldn't need a blanket. I was um, disbelieving my son that our house was too cold because he's like, Mom, I haven't been able to sleep well because I'm just too cold. And, like, well, add more blankets. And I don't know what your problem is because... I sleep like, better when it's yeah. cold. Or I'm like so hot that I'm kicking the blanket off. And then my husband went away for um, a weekend and he took it Mirabella. So Dante's room was just a little bit colder. Um, and I had to double up on quilts. And it wasn't like any colder than it had been. <laughs> so obviously I have this like living heater. You have a space in my heater bed. in your bed? Yeah. yeah. And it, it really makes a big difference. <laughs> living space uh, heater. So I realized I was maybe, maybe Dante needs like a space heater. Himself. Are you a cuddler? No. Mm-mm. I would like to be, but like, we just I, get uncomfortable too quickly. I, I'm a cuddle for 30 seconds and then give me my space And Kevin heater. is very hot, so if you get too close, it's just sweaty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind cuddling it's just that like your arm falls asleep or it's hard to find the comfy spot or james and i talked the other night about the benefits of separate beds as i know (laughs) as a married couple and i was like i think we i don't think we've been married long enough to (laughs) be there okay so my um Uh, my grandparents had separate beds um and it happened so my grandfather is the son of um a french immigrant who is like very stubborn and set in his way of like it was Emile's way or the highway um and so my they had two children my grandfather and my great aunt and that was enough mm-hmm. they had their boy and they had one more to show they could have another so um my dad was the third child and I have two aunts older than him and um well, my grandparents were away on a trip, and my great-grandmother was watching the kids. They had farmhouses that were directly across from each other, so the, my great-grandfather could get up and look into their kitchen to make sure that my grandfather was up and ready to go and, and work. Right. Um, so very, you know, intrusive lifestyle. <laughs> so great-grandma is watching the kids while my grandparents are gone, and my grandparents get home, and gone is their double bed, and there are two twin beds across the room from each other oh, in no, their bedroom. <laughs> and my grandmother's like, she can't believe what's happened. Um, her white hot anger is something I inherited. Uh-huh. So I can absolutely picture how livid grandma like Ravain is. And they, my great grandmother says to her, this is her mother-in-law says, well, we think that you're done. You have two girls and you got your boy. Three is enough. I mean, really having another would just be showing off. Because that's the only reason for having for sharing your bed. So, um, like, you get a say in it. Yeah, well, so. I'm going to get pregnant just to show you. Just, <laughs> no, just, just so you know, she was already pregnant with oh. the fourth child. <laughs> and, and then my mom said something about, like, oh, she's pretty sure twin beds didn't stop. I was going to say, I think that's probably a workaround. Like, if you really that's wanted true. to make it work, you can make it work, I think. Ozzy and Harry had separate beds, and they managed to have kids. Yeah, right. So, um, but that's actually... Really Upon further examination, twin beds might be great. <laughs> but what Kevin and I have settled on, is, and we've talked to some of our other friend couples, that just having separate blankets. Is oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we already do that. Yeah, that's for the win. So a friend of mine, the, the secret to the longevity of their marriage was not just separate beds, but separate bedrooms. I like oh. that, too. Because he liked, the, she liked 
all the covers and all so many so many pillows you really had no room on it and mostly she wanted to be able to sleep and not have to deal with the CPAP machine or a really loud noise See, I don't mind my husband's CPAP I think it's a lot quieter than people have this passed. was a, this was a while ago yeah but they didn't mind you know it actually because he liked the style of his he liked his bed unmade and she liked everything tidy and neat and I so think it worked for them i was having a dream last night actually that um i was going to end up with this six bedroom house there's like a lot of drama that went along with this getting the six bedroom house but part of it was like wow what would we do with six bedrooms <laughs> there's like five of us and uh, one of them's gonna move all out more bedrooms soon. they have to clean it, well so the allure actually would be for me to have my own room mm -hmm. and Kevin to have his own room. room. Yeah. And then I, I, I like sharing a bed with him. Yeah. That's After like if James and I ever like, we don't have children slash are not going to have children. So if we <laughs> bought a house, James would have a room. I would have a room. And then you also have a bedroom. Yeah. But you could do in your room whatever you want yeah. to do in your room. He has yeah. a man cave. You'd have your gal place or whatever you want to call, you know, whatever they, 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 they people she call them. She shed. She shed. I hate that. <laughs> It's not a shed. That's just awful. Shed. Yeah, it goes sticky in the shack. Yeah. <laughs> she shack. Anyway. Craft room. I mean, lots of places. If you watch yeah. House Hunters, it's not just an, there. you'll have this couple with no kids and they want a five bedroom house. Oh, geez. Because yeah. they work from home and they can work, they have their I office. I mean, if you can afford it, then buy as many it. rooms as you yeah, can buy. Yeah. I have yeah. it. Well. I think that I think that's makes everything. the end of our episode. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys all have a great, um, had a great holiday and a happy, happy new year. Cause you'll hear this happy right at the beginning of the year, year. I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Happy new year and happy holidays and happy Martin Luther King day. And yeah. What else happens in January? January. Groundhog's day is not for a while. I think but Cesar Chavez day is in there. Maybe, maybe okay. not. Anyway. Hi. Happy all the things. Yeah. All the things. Anyway. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio, Karen quit put down the candy. <laughs> Maybe we all unwrap one at the same time. You should keep Take it, it on. Keep it on. Um, keep it going. Unwrap your candy. I'm going to put bloopers at the end. I always say I'm going to do that yeah, and I never have. I have my favorite now. Go ahead and show it with candy in your mouth. Oh, no. <laughs>